With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. The Score North Winter Online Auction. It's your chance to save up to 70% off on items. Like a gas furnace or water heater from Air Mechanical. Stealth trailer from Pleasureland RV. A five-night all-inclusive golf vacation to the Dominican Republic from Escape With Us Vacations. Or an ultimate yard maintenance package from Tri-State Bobcat. Bidding begins December 9th through the 15th. Go to scorenorth.com keyword auction to bid, win, and save. That's scorenorth.com keyword auction. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Historic franchise to play shortstop there, reestablish the Giants after the one year of being out of the playoffs, back on the map. He wants to get back to October. He saw all his former teammates in Houston win the World Series with his immediate successor in Jeremy Pena as the, the toast of baseball for the month of October. He wanted the stage, and he's got it now. <laughs> The price was wrong, Judd. The price, the price was, was wrong. The price was very wrong. The price was very wrong, and now Carlos Correa is gone, and all, all I can say is, Bravo Twins, good job. I'm glad that you made him an offer. I just want to start by saying, I want so badly to come on this show daily. It would be great. Like I would love I would love to talk twins every single day. The audience response to, to the twins has diminished in the last 2 or 3 years, so we we sort of scale back. Um it they they don't give fans a reason to get excited very often unless you're pumped about new uniforms, right? So it's it's hard because I feel like every time we talk twins we're just sort of like mad at them or clowning them. Um, and I'm, I'm guessing today's going to be not a whole lot different, although we can look ahead and see sort of what, okay, what can they do now? But uh, 13 years, $350 million, Carlos Correa to the San Francisco Giants. The Twins offered, if you believe John Heyman, and I, I believe Ken Rosenthal reported this too at The Athletic, the Twins offer was 10 years, so three fewer years, and $285 million, which is 65 uh, million dollars less than the Giants offered. That's a huge offer for the Twins. The Twins have never offered a contract like that in their franchise history. So I guess commend them for sort of wading into the deep end of the pool here. Um, in the end, though, I mean, the I'm, I'm, if you're Carlos Correa and you're just looking for the highest bid, the Twins can say, well, we offer more money per year. We offer the, the higher average annual value. Yeah, but, like, these contracts take him, the Twins contract takes him to age 38. 
the Giants contract takes him to age 41. So unless you think you're going to make like $70 million between the ages of 38 and 41, he signed the best contract. I will start by saying I would not have given him this contract. So I am not mad about the Twins not going to 13 years and $350 million. I don't know how you feel about that, but I, in a vacuum, I'm actually good on passing on this. I am more annoyed, Judd, with how this organization continually gets clowned and continually can't see ahead around corners. And we can get into all of this, but it's less about they should have gone 13, 350, or 15 years, or 400 million. That's right. not what I'm upset about. I'm upset that at every turn with this franchise, they are Wiley e. Coyote in the Roadrunner cartoon. Mean- like they just like they don't see the anvil coming. <laughs> they just get clowned year after year after year. And so that's kind of where I'm at this morning. So this news I think I saw on Twitter last night around 11 o'clock or so. So I've, I've had a whole night to sleep on this news, digest it, process it. Didn't dream about it. Actually surprised I didn't. But <laughs> I, so here's where I stand right now. Because, yes, we could get, get on here and complain about the Twins and, and the Twins sycophants would be like, oh, you guys suck. And the Twins fans would be, who, who are upset, which I get totally, would be like, yeah, you you guys go. But We've done that a ton, so I don't know that there's anything constructive about it. So where I land this morning is this. And I think the conversation is more appropriate as as because we are your sports therapists. And that is the fact that it's it's weird, and this is probably Twitter driven, but I feel like it's almost twins fan dr- driven with people on either side of the debate, argument, what have you. It is okay to say what you just said about the contract itself, 13 years. I mean, 13 years is a long, long time. Um, I also have some problems with that. So, yes, in that sense, I'm not going to bash the Twins. But I think the other side of the argument, which I totally get, is it is also okay to be sick and tired of seeing the operation of the Twins franchise, how it works, um the the always the always after the fact well hey john Heyman, here's what we offered and fans like and and then the fans of the twins who defend them are like oh 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 see 10 years 10 years it's always a justification machine yeah exactly exactly and so it's this dependency that that the twins apologists and the twins have together to show the outside world oh no we you don't understand we came through which is why i totally get this and now I think it's in a situation like this, it is uh, it's expressed through, you know, typical cheap twins. But where I get those people is the fact that you can very well today say 13 years is too much. But you know what? What am I excited about when I have to pay the prices? I mean, everything about pro sports is expensive now. You can't even watch games at home for free. So everything that you do, if you want to follow the Twins, is an investment in the team. If you go to the ballpark, you pay for parking, you pay for tickets, you pay for concessions, you pay for merchandise. If you want to sit home and have cable because you like the Twins, you pay a large price. If you want to sit home and watch the Twins on streaming, you pay a large price. So this whole thing of, well, the Twins were smart, you don't get it, you're not a true fan, or you're not you're not worthy of understanding this. I get why people are frustrated. I sympathize with them. 
And the reality is this. We are now back to two more really disappointing years. Uh, Correa and Boris used you. We sort of knew that was going on. But in all of this, I'm not going to dismiss fans who are frustrated this morning because they want to or have invested in, in a team that, by the way, is in a market with every major sport and a Division One college. So yeah. you got to pick and choose. And this morning, when those folks wake up, Kyle Farmer is your starting shortstop. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be on opening day, but I don't know. I don't know what, what they're – I mean, you know, now, now there's some national reports that the, the Twins are going to turn to Dansby Swanson. There's like three teams involved in the, in the Dansby. Dansby Swanson is really, really good. I think he's maybe a year older than Correa, but he's like 28. He's really good. So if they could somehow land Dansby Swanson, but you know what? This is a conveyor belt of ridiculous contracts, and he's the next guy on the conveyor belt. Exactly. So it's not like, okay, now we can get Dansby Swanson for $175 million or something. I don't think that's going to happen. I think, he's, I think his price just went up, too. <laughs> and the thing about this, though, is, is and I know the Twins have occasionally signed guys. Donaldson signed. So I understand that we've had a blips where guys have signed. But, you know, Forgive me if I'm a bit jaded here when I hear Dansby's name, right? So so the Twins whiff on Correa, at which point somebody immediately runs to their phone and leaks out the terms of 10 years. I mean, come on. And then says, and also report we're in on Dansby. Yeah. Like, it's, until, it's, t- tell me when he signs, right? Yeah. Well, so you mentioned something, and I, 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 I want to come back to a couple things here. I want to come back to how the Twins front office actually got played here because it has nothing to do with I don't I I'm I'm kind of with you on this too. like it's not a cheap poll ads thing necessarily as much although there is some of that it's like if you if you're bidding on one of the top free agents in baseball in his prime you're going to have to overpay to to the market so you're not actually serious about bringing a guy like that back if you're not willing to go to some absurd length they thought the absurd length was 10 years and almost 300 million but they were wrong. So it's but but again, I'm fine I'm fine with passing on it. Um the last ten months are a master class in how you as a player and an agent work a small market team or a mid market team and leverage them up against San Francisco, Chicago, New York, right? All right, you come in, you sign up, we're gonna sign a three year contract. We love Minnesota, this is gonna be great, but we just first just in case we want the player opt-outs. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. The only way the Twins were going to get him is if they just said yes to everything 10 months ago, right? So they did. Okay, yeah, okay, player opt-outs, that's fine. Well, we got Carlos Correa. This is awesome, okay? Uh, And then the whole season, Correa is great to the media. He's great to the fans. Everyone, he's he's rebuilding his baseball image. He kind of played like crap for certain stretches, but he, he came on in the end, right, and he put up the numbers. He's a good, he's a really good player. His wife loves it here so much. Oh, my God. We need to make it seem like we found our new home. So, hey, we're going to be we're gonna be free agents, but j- just so everyone knows, we love Minnesota. So New York, San Francisco, Chicago, Boston, if you're interested, we'll listen to some offers, but uh, we really, we'd really like to go back to Minnesota because we love it here so much. It was BS. It was BS, the whole, the whole thing. And I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Here's my problem, okay? I feel like fans in the front office thought, okay, okay, yeah, we'll just so we'll we'll have Correa for one year, but then we'll get him to like it here so much, yeah. And then in good faith, once that year is over, 
Maybe he'll opt back in. But even if he doesn't, like, we'll just have a, a great negotiation because, hey, his wife loves it here, and then he'll just re-sign. The Twins had a chance to be the shark in this interaction by doing one of two things that they failed to do. Number one, build a legitimate playoff team around this sort of once-in-a-lifetime gem that fell into your lap. This excellent defensive gold-glove caliber shortstop with a great bat, a six-wins-above-replacement player, of which there aren't that many in baseball. Holy crap, he just landed in our lap. What do we do here? Okay, how do we, if this is the only year we're going to have Carlos Correa, which it probably is, how do we maximize it? Let's go trade for two injured pitchers to be part of our starting rotation. Right. Eh, right? Let's, uh, okay, let's play the first three and a half months of the season with a rickety, largely terrible bullpen and then overexpose it by pulling starting pitchers after four and two-thirds every game. Eh. So, like, option one option one would have been great. Okay, we got Correa. Let's move chips in here. Let's not make let's not make high-risk trades for number four starters with elbow and shoulder issues. Let's actually, okay, we got this dude. Let's cash it in, baby. We got a new TV deal coming up in a couple years. Let's make a big run for this. Instead, they finished, and there were some injury issues, but, like, a lot of them were self-inflicted. So they failed to build something special around Correa. Okay, well, what's the other way that we could be a shark and and take control of this interaction? Well, if we're not going to be contenders, we could shop him before the deadline. We could take a great one-year asset, an expiring contract, basically, and he'd have to waive the the no trade. But you know what? This dude wants to – he's not going to be here anyways. He wants to play World Series baseball. You're telling me if you you went to Carlos Correa in July and said, hey, man – you know, we're just kind of nosediving here. I know we're technically in first place, but we're playing at a 90-loss pace now, and this thing just ain't going to happen. Let's send you somewhere to go win a World Series. We can recoup some prospect value. Hell, they got Joe Ryan for a 39-year-old Nelson Cruz. They weren't going to get anything for him. People clowned us for talking about this back in July. They're not going to get anything. What are you talking about? They're in first place. They were playing at a 90-loss pace starting in May, guys. Like, we kind of saw this coming, not to pat ourselves on the back, and people laughed at the notion. And instead, they said, no, we're just going to, let's just keep pushing ahead, right? We're just going to keep keep moving forward and cross our fingers and hope. And at the end of the day, a chance to be the shark in the interaction by building a monster roster around him or not trading for injured pitchers or by trading a one a once-in-a-lifetime sort of one-year asset, they did nothing. And at the end, they just crossed their fingers and hoped that their offer to Correa and his love and his wife's love for Minnesota would be the thing that, you know, reconnects them in the end. And instead, they're left holding an empty bag. And that's what bothers me about this. It's not that they didn't pay him. Like, they offered him a lot of money. But they weren't going to outbid San Francisco and New York and Boston and Chicago. So you need to see that six to nine months ago and take advantage of the one year that you have him instead of crossing your fingers and praying in October, November, and December. They're always a step behind, and that's what pisses me off. Sorry, I'm done. Good rant. Very, very good. Mm-hmm. No, I, you're you're right. And and it's a general, I, I think, yes, I think the whole thing is the general incompetence. And look, you know what? This move today would be a lot easier to accept if they had developed a ton of pitching arms. If they had foreseen, if they had the ability to have developed a bullpen. I mean, I, I heard a great conversation a couple of weeks ago about bullpens. And you know what? There are teams that are very successful doing what the Twins tried to do, which is you get a bunch of slappies 
and you fix them up, right? They're junkers. They're junker cars, and you fix them up. And now you got a good bullpen because you've identified the guys between the lines that have potential, but you know how to fix them. The Twins think they do. That's the thing that I think bugs us, really, at the end of the day, because it's one of the things in life that bugs me. People who have hubris and get haughty and think that they're smart, and time after time, they prove they're not. Time after time, they prove they're not. You know, these guys were the pitching fixer. I mean, I mean Falvey, he was the he was the guy from Cleveland who was going to fix the pitching, right? And and he wasn't going to fix it by going and signing Kershaw and Verlander and Scherzer and oh my and god, Archer you know. and Bundy he, and Bailey. Well, but most importantly, he was good. Yeah, exactly. He was going to fix it how by identifying guys in the draft and by picking guys from other organizations, even Rule Five guys, who he said, "Here's how we, I know this franchise can fix them." He still says that, and he's just flat out wrong. So it's and and you know if you go back on the Correa thing, and you know by the way, it was fun last March. It was fun, but if you go back there, Royce laid this out. Uh, he he was told this it's because of the lockout. Scott Boris couldn't find this type of contract, the thirteen year contract. Mm-hmm. It it was too late. Things were too fluid. Revenue was still kind of coming back, right? Exactly. It was, yeah. it was Boris who sat down with the with the small market teams list and looked at the stats and called Corey and said, where do you hit well? Because we want to maximize that. Yeah. And they said, the Twins. And we <laughs> talked was, about this dude, at the genius. time. It was we, evil it, genius. It is genius. And Boris is the devil, but he's a great one and because he's an absolute jerk. And at the time... Correa said, target field, I hit well there, I like it there, let's set me up for a year there. And, you know, we joked about this, but the reality was this. Probably the most, if if you were to say, okay, the Twins year was bad, they were in first place a lot, though, but who would be the executive of the year of the Twins? Like, who would get the, is Derek Falvey, is he their top executive for 2022? Is it uh, Thad Levine who gets a lot of credit? No, it's Scott Boris. Scott Boris basically was the Twins' daddy. He was their GM, and we all knew this. But again, if you've developed pitching, if you've developed players, if you have extended what started in 2018 uh, or 19, 19, and you're still going, right? We'd all be like, okay, that's too bad, but that was a fun year. But it's two consecutive years of garbage. I don't care about the injuries. I don't care about what happened last year was a collapse in a bad division. Um, It was two consecutive years of really disappointing play. It's what seems to be a lot of empty promises. It's the continual Twins tradition of leaking things late. Oh, but we made a big bid. Here's what it was, uh, Ken Rosenthal, John Heyman. Gather around the campfire while we tell you what a story of what could have been. And so, I again, I'm going to go back. The Twins are asking you to invest. They're asking you to invest in the product. They are right now asking you to invest in their new uniforms, which retail are $330. And what are they giving you back? What are they giving you? Why should I want to wear this hat? What is giving me an incentive to put this hat on today and proudly it's a great, say, it's a great looking hat. Yeah, look at and, that and proudly say, go twins. I can't wait for spring trading. Um, and, and I mean, I feel like it's a whole, almost a college class on the people that defend them. I, you know, the people that were like, oh, 13 years too much. This is a smart move. Okay, so tell me what the Twins are doing that's smart without you telling me how something's going to work because that's what they tell Dude, you. This is like I think there's – and this is why I it, I think it's important that we lay some of this stuff out for not really that important. You know, ultimately, it will just like – the Twins will just kind of go away again unless they do something big. But like for, for the purposes of this morning, as it pertains to the Correa 
uh, you know, signing, it's important to highlight the 13 years. If you're getting lost in like, well, the Twins made a good move by not signing a 13-year contract, you are four steps behind. This this whole thing started 10 months ago. You're having discussions with Scott Boris about one of the best players in baseball. He's going to be a twin for one season. You know you're not going to sign him to a contract that the Giants are willing to go to. That like this is I mean and I, I, it's kind of interesting to me how seemingly close it got to him signing the big contract with the Twins, but I think that was just master manipulation by Boris and maybe even the Twins front office using some of the media pawns to make it feel like Correa was going to... But his his wife loves Minnesota. Google Sausalito, California. Go to Google Images. Sausalito, California Sausalito. is where a lot of the baseball players live just north of the bridge uh, from San Francisco. And then you tell me how much him and his wife love... And I love Minnesota, too, but like... Yeah, north Loop's come great, on. but... But you left. <laughs> even you left. <laughs> I still love Minnesota, but yes, I did leave Minnesota. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Carlos Correa, <laughs> which is what he's going to say at, at his press conference. I love yes, Minnesota, love it. Um, and so, if like this is the, this is the type of thing you have to be thinking about as a front office. Okay, we got him for one year. What are the chances he's going to be back with us after this year? Realistically, fully, objectively, are we going to give him? And they did say we'll go up to almost three hundred million dollars, but are we realistically going to outbid? Two or three other big markets. Is Scott Boris going to let that happen? Or are we likely going to be used as leverage pawns? And the correct answer all along was, it's the only year he's going to play for the Twins. So when that is decided, if you're a smart front office back in March or April when that negotiation's happening, then if you want to be the shark in the interaction, you have to do two things. One of two things. Build a monster around him or trade his ass if your team is underperforming and on pace to finish below 500, which they were, by the way. I mean, I know a lot of people thought, oh, they'll turn it around. Dude, they weren't, like, they got hot in April, and their pitching was bad, and they had a, they had a bunch of injured players that were had injury histories and stuff. Like, it wasn't going to happen. So, it just, um, I told you, you know, these people who are, well, they made a good decision by not signing him for 13 years. Pass, good, good decision. Okay, in the, in the vacuum, in the moment, yes. But you're failing to look ahead back in March, April, May yep. and have the foresight and the long vision that other great front offices have and that or ownership groups. I would say ownership groups as well. Like oh, that's yeah. a that's the a huge thing. Like the poll ads are just sort of like they're just they're kind of just like paper cardboard cutout owners. Like they don't they're not sharks either. That's why this franchise keeps getting clowned in playoff games, in negotiations like this. It's just uh, that's what that's what's disheartening if you're a Twins fan. It's like, when do the Twins ever? It's been a long time since it felt like the Twins were getting the best of it, and the Twins were the smart ones in the interaction. And those are the people that I'm not going to crap on. Those are the people that I'm not going to say, well, 13 years was too much, so just buzz off, just wait for the future. Those that's where I think it's unfair, and that's where I think a lot of people in our side of the business and influential Twins people, um, who people listen to gaslight you constantly they they try to they try to give you this you know you don't understand or look at the future or that which is you know what i understand that some fans are going to be that, that way but i feel it's unfair to try and then poo poo the the people who are actually upset who again like Declan. i mean he bought season tickets and they went are out you gonna renew tra- dex hell no they traded no two, but 
but Dex, you got so so like they get Korea, which was a fun day. I'm not going to rip that at yeah, all. But but then they're to quote Phil their big move, like their all in move. They acquired two pitchers who were hurt. If they land Dansby Swanson, I'm definitely interested again. But that but landing Dansby Swanson doesn't fix. In my opinion, the bungling of the Carlos Correa. And you season. saw the list, though. The next dance beat, like like the 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 suitors. Like you look at who who's left for him now that Judge Correa, Turner, and Bogarts are gone. It's Chicago, Boston, Boston. Yeah, New one York. of these things. Both New York teams. Like apparently, the, the Mets. Other. The Mets apparently got in at some point. On um, I think. <laughs> I think. Bur- I think they got brought in by Boris on purpose Probably, to drive yeah. up the price to the Giants. Yes. I think that's what it was. Or the term. It's G- oh. I mean, let's be honest here. Derek Falvey and Thad Levine and many other executives are out of their league when Scotty Boris walks into the room. Boris was literally on Sirius XM MLB He's radio the, last week. He is sort of only- like 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 treating the twins like a little kid brother or like a nephew. Talking, patting them on the head, talking about how they usually fish in one of their ten thousand lakes, and now they're fishing in the ocean. That is like one and of the most patronizing the things. <laughs> and then he call, called out the pole edge. He said, it, "It's a genius quote." He, he said, "I don't believe in big and small markets. What I do is look at what owners are the, the most wealthy, and the pole ads are in the top ten yeah. of the most wealthy." Now I don't know if that's true or not, but it's genius. Yeah, I mean, Korea you know, was the. Sole reason I bought season tickets, yeah. not one hundred percent. There, there, there was nothing about Sunny Gray that like, oh, that could be fun. There was nothing about Sunny Gray signing. There was nothing about the Buxton contract that I thought, oh, I'll do season tickets. No, one hundred percent of the reason was driven was by the fact that you signed one of the top five, ten players in baseball completely out of the blue. Yeah. And I also wanted season tickets all my life because I've had this. I had, I've always loved the Twins, but I think this year. This 2022 campaign and now them missing out on Korea and just bumbling the whole situation long term. Not the fact they didn't give them the 13-year contract. I agree. I don't think I would have done that. But I I need a break from this team. And whether that's – if they go and sign Carlos Rodon and and get maybe a Dansby Swanson, maybe I'm gaslit back in and saying, oh, maybe this this will be be good because these are good players. If if they sign those two guys, it's absolutely back on. But do you think they're going to sign no. those two guys? No, I don't. I truly don't. Um, it, it was it was a fun summer fling, and you were gaslit into thinking that this is going to always work. This is always good. He's going to come back, and it's all going to be just fine. It's so fun that this is happening right now in the moment, Korea being on the Twins in 2022. And now you look back on it, and you're just like, well, that was kind of a waste. That was a wasted year of my life. That was a wasted opportunity to compete in a division that stunk. Uh, it, it just, I, I need to, I seriously need to break from this team. That will not stop me from making predictions on write that down. Cause I'd like to be right, <laughs> but that is the only reason. You know, I see a lot of people hitting us up here. Well, you guys were happy with the trade deadline that they, that they went all in sort of with Carlos Correa. And I think we, we always need to remind and put an asterisk next to that fleeting opinion in time to say, we, and apologies for this, failed to Google pitcher name injury history when talking about the trade deadline. Same thing with the Paddock trade. It was like, oh, Chris Paddock. Yeah, okay. Oh, he used to be a top prospect. Oh, Tyler Malley, pretty good starting pitcher. Tyler Malley, shoulder. Oh, dang it. Yeah, yeah, he was literally on the injured list with a a bad shoulder. He made two starts with the Reds. 
just to like bump his trade value back up and the twins bit hook, line, and sinker and wound up with what two Tyler Malley starts down the stretch, four, whatever it was. So yeah, I was definitely happy. I was happy with the idea that they went and got three pitches at the trade deadline. They are trying to make a push, but of course there had to be something, right? Oh, they didn't really go after three pitchers. They went after a couple relievers and then they tried to skate by with like a bargain bin. Like, Oh, this is a, and, one of the, when you go to the store and it's like there's the as is like buy as is rack. Oh, that shirt's only seventeen dollars. Usually it's sixty. That's crazy. Dale oh, there's pitcher. four buttons missing. <laughs> it's a day old pitcher. This Mally came out of the bakery on Wednesday and it's Monday now, but I guarantee it's still fresh and good. It's like, oh, yeah. okay, thank you very much. You know, you know yeah, what? The we got, sell though? by date was yesterday, but the expiration you might still have a couple days. Don't worry about that mildew at all. It's going to be fine. But you know what? The one thing is. Uh, the one thing that was fun is we were the ugly kid that got asked to prom, damn it. We, we got were. asked to prom. And, and now we've been clowned and dumped. But you know what? For a moment there, we <laughs> felt special. We, but we failed to. What's that movie, uh, Can't Buy Me Love? And then they redid it with Nick Cannon and Christina Milian. Can't remember what did the they? remake was oh. called. Oh, did they? Where we kind of like, like paid to be cool for a year. Yep. But then we failed to like learn a life lesson from it or oh, elevate our status. We got clown. We're we're back at the we're back in the uh, sitting with kids who who will tolerate us at the table in high school now. Yep. So you know what the twins do? They drive me to want to drink. Yep. Responsibly, of course. Of course. And uh, it's it's giving me the itch maybe to to go to Lake Ridge Liquors in Vadnais Heights at some point, Declan. That's right. Lake Ridge Liquors right off 694 and Rice Street. That 40-foot whiskey wall. You know, you're upset about Correa uh, signing with the Giants. Why don't you go put uh, let's put some energy into that, that 40-foot whiskey wall. Maybe even want some Surly products. There, You know they have a lot of selections of wine, too. I'm personally not a wine guy, but I know Carlos Correa loves his Dior store and probably loves a glass of red wine. So why don't you go and get some red wine? Plenty of great options. At Lake Ridge Liquors, and when you sign up with promo code SCORE, uh, they will match. They will. They will. Excuse me. Give you a rewards program, and they will give you five bucks on your next visit to Lake Ridge Liquors. So you get rewarded for going. Uh, go to Lake Ridge Liquors off six ninety four and Rice Street. All right, boys. Any other final thoughts on the Twins here before we get to write that down predictions? Everyone, get Carlos their frustrations. Correa, I just want to say this, Carlos. Thank you for being so nice to everyone. Thank you for treating us so well. Thank you for playing us like the pawns that we truly are. I just want to say thank you so much for all that you did. Dude, and every, and, I feel like and Scott everyone. Forrest, you're a genius. Yeah, not to, you, the three of us can't see this tweet because we're all blocked, I think, by Dick Bramer, but yeah. he was one of the many people that sent out messages on Twitter talking about just how great Carlos Correa I know you just broke up with us and played us like a fiddle for 10 months, but man, you are so nice in all of our interactions. What a, it's like, you know, you can be, you, yeah. you know, who was nice to, to me? I talked about this yesterday and this is why sports dad life lessons, right? I'm not saying that I know all because I definitely don't. But as I talked about yesterday with Roycey, Darren Sharper at the end of his first year here was nice to me. I thought, is that your geez, comparison? what a great guy. What a great guy. So before we get caught up in how well you were treated by a player, let's consider that there's a life lesson here that often there is a reason why said player treats you so nice. I love how judges compared Carlos Correa to Darren Sharp. I know it's an example of what I've learned before you get all excited by saying, that's a great guy. He was a great guy. 
We kind of do that in Minnesota, right? It's like, ah, well, we just got played here. But, man, the way that they broke up with us was quite nice. I yeah. appreciate that. Appreciate them letting us down easy. Dior, baby. That's still the, the Dior thing's my favorite. That's when he dropped the guy. The, he dropped the shoe right there, though, right? Like, well, yeah, he pulled, where... the, he pulled the curtain back there. He basically told you. And was that, who great. was that? Was that Joe Schmidt from Channel 5 who got that scoop in the so. clubhouse? I think it was. I thought, he did it in a, I thought he did it in a group, but I might be wrong. But either he was, way, he was like, that was like the one moment of, he, he, he told you, you're shopping in the Dior store here. And he, and he questioned whether the twins yeah. should even be in the store. Yeah, you're not at TJ Maxx anymore, guys. You are at the Dior yeah. store. <laughs> With all due respect to TJ Maxx, yeah. a great potential sponsor of Mackie and Judd and Score North. Love me some TJ Maxx. But great old song, love me, too. I love, love yeah. that old song. Love me some TJ Maxx. All right. We're going to take a, take a moment here, collect ourselves, and then make our weekly predictions. Write that down and an accountability session coming up. Uh, yeah, most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions. Write that down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. Welcome in to the most innovative segment in all of sports media. The only show in America that actually puts statistics next to our predictions and holds a season-long batting average and home run race. This is Write That Down. Three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. Like I said, we keep track of batting averages and home runs. Declan's been dominating the batting average race. The home run race is tightening. And listeners, if you want to participate like Bubba is about to, you can send us a message. Through the Score North app. Uh, how many Twins predictions do you guys have queued up here in the aftermath of this? Uh, just one. Correa stuff. Just, just one. one. And it, has, it actually has nothing to do with Correa. But yeah, just one. One for me. I think I have one too. I think we're just, we're not going to overdose, but mm-hmm. it's a little follow-up prediction. <laughs> Uh, speaking of, you don't want to overdo it on food during the holidays, Judd. Mm-hmm. You want to be uh, responsible, enjoy the holidays, but maybe get a head start on changing your life in the month of December. And that's a very simple thing to do with uh, the help of our friends from Livia Weight Control Centers. And that's right. I said weight control. I did not say diet plan. I did not say quick fix. I said weight control because that's what they, they do which means that they help you to drop the pounds. And then most importantly, they help you to keep the pounds off. Why join now? It's as simple as this. If you do, you can save 50%. 50% from an award-winning weight loss program that's going to get your way to a place that you want it. So all of those clothes are going to fit. You're going to look great. And then you're going to keep it there. Um, you, you can certainly go to the, the dietitian stores in town here. Um, for your checkups, but you can also do them virtually and virtually makes it easy uh, for you. If you're in Arizona, if you're in Florida, if you're in California, how do you start? 855 go dot com. L-I-V-E-A.com. I dropped 40 pounds and most importantly, keeping the weight off L-I-V-E-A.com. And again, if you do it now, 50% off, best offer of the year. All right, boys, let's Write get into it here. You like writing things down? Let's get to the accountability session here. Uh, we have just a few weeks left in the 2022 Write That Down season. Remember, football-related predictions, we do carry the the season over. So uh, we may not have a final tally on all of the hits and home runs until after the football season's over. But we'll start with Judd here. Three things Uh-oh. came off the board for you here, Judd. Yeah, I'd like you to s- uh, thank the Vikings. 
You'd like to thank the Vikings? I'd like to thank the Vikings for this, that, that, that they were forced to do nothing but throw the ball to Jefferson because everyone else stunk. You me. said Jefferson would catch no more than four passes, but he would go over 100 yards in this game. Yeah. He definitely went over 100. I don't know what you were thinking here. <laughs> I was thinking it was going to be a Moss-like game. and that he, It definitely he, was. And, and that he would be sort of – that he wouldn't catch a ton of balls. I was thinking Moss. 98 Thanksgiving Day. Yep. Well, it, def- it was definitely I something was, like that. But Yeah, I was very wrong. You said there'd be a report that the Twins were among the teams in on Verlander. I don't think there was. I think he was. I didn't, I didn't see that. I don't think there was. Signed. And then this one should have come off the board a while ago. You said Bobby Witt Jr. would win AL Rookie of the Year. It was Julio. Your guy. You're in Seattle. Yep, my guy. All right, I had old Macadac had a nice little week here. We'll start with the bad. He said Anthony Edwards would have a 40-point game sometime in the last week. It did not happen. I actually thought Correa would just drag the market out until February 1st. I was wrong about that. However, I told you guys Rudy Gobert would have a 20-rebound game between last week's Write That Down and this week's. Hello. That came off the board that night, right? I think so. He may have had two, actually, in this last week. He only had two uh, all season. I think you got that and off the board last Wednesday night. So a little home run there for Macadac. And then I uh, told you that Correa would sign yep. with a team that's not the Twins, but that there would be a report that the Twins made a competitive offer. That might be the most correct, timely prediction nice. that I've made all year. Right there. Okay, listeners, it was a Ew. bloodbath. Really bad here. Yo. Zach said Hawkinson would have eight or more catches, 100 more yards, at least a touchdown, and a giant bear hug from Dan Campbell. Barry said Gopher Volleyball would make the Final Four. Michael said Jamison Williams would go for 100 yards and a touchdown in one of the two games Ah. against the Vikings. Ooh, that's a tough beat. He didn't get the hundo. Uh, Jay said Vikings would beat the Bills and lose to the Jets. Ben in a parlay said Vikings would reach double-digit wins. They did. Win the North, they will, and sweep the North. Oh, parlaying, man. These parlays are Don't parlay killer. Kids. Yeah. And then Derek said the Wolves, this is actually from last, I forgot to take this one off the board way early in the year. This is before the season ended last year. The Wolves would be an eight seed or better. Uh, they were Cat or Ant would receive MVP votes, and Pat Beverly or Jared Vanderbilt would make an all-NBA defensive team. Uh, hopefully those happened. Pat Bev is cooked. He might be cooked. Yeah. He is cooked. He can't shoot anymore. He was kind of a mediocre shooter to begin with, and now he's... Yeah. Vando looks great really in Utah. Bad. He does look pretty good. He does. Uh, Dex, you had a nice week. You said the Wild would pick up five points between <sighs> the last week. That was wrong. They picked up four. Mm-hmm. But you did say the Wolves would win consecutive games sometime in the last week without Cat. This was a, I don't even know what this was. You said the Twins would hand out $20 million in free agency money, mm-hmm. like bulk money, mm-hmm. uh, between this prediction and the end of December. I mean, so the basically, the they just signed anyone yeah, sign in the I just made it during just the winter wanted, meetings. Yeah, find someone. They did Christian Vasquez, and then you said Correa would sign a contract between last week and the end of the month, and he did. So with that, Declan up to four twenty-two on the season with fifteen dingers. Judd at three forty-four with nine home runs. I'm at two ninety-six with fourteen home runs, almost catching up to Declan. As he as he swings for singles, 
Old Macadac is swinging for the fences. You are. You are swinging for home runs. You're right. And the listeners are at 270 with 13 home runs on the season. Career stats, Judd leads with 253 hits. Listeners lead with 32 home runs. I'm up to 29, though, now. Just, just about to catch the listeners here, maybe, by the end of the year. So there you go. This is your accountability session. Let's get our guy in here, Bubba. Guest listener, predictor, Bubba. What's going on, dude? That is some serious beard game you have rocking, sir. Amazing. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, all right. What's uh, what's on your strategy here today? Are you going to be swinging for the fences? Or are you you dropping bunts? What are you doing here? Yeah, I'm gonna probably. Yeah, I'm gonna probably swing for the fences here today. I like it. Might as well. Like we thought about that for a second. He's like, oh, screw it. I'm swinging for the fences. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna start with Bubba over to Judd, Declan, myself. Three trips around the room. Predictions must be quantifiable. Pretty much the only rule here. So write that down. Uh, Bubba, fire away, sir. All right, write this down. The North Dakota State Bison football team will win the national championship. Repping that NDSU hooded sweatshirt there, I see. Love it, dude. Good prediction. All right, I like Jed. it. All right. The Wild will get at least a point in each of their next five games. So they, so they play Detroit. They play Chicago. They play the Senators to close out their uh, their homestand that's going on right now and then they play at anaheim and san jose they will get at least a point so they'll either win or they'll go unbeaten go. they won't yes. lose in regulation well they they will have a oh, that's, yeah, yeah, ot yeah. loss potentially yes yeah, so they won't anyway, lose in regulation they, they will get a point is this a home run yes this, this feels like yes, a home it's run. extremely specific yes even though they're softies yeah that's a, and that's I mean, why i'm going with you're, it he's predicting softies. a five item specific parlay in games i mean yes that is a home run that is a good point. That's a good way to look at it. It's a five-item parlay mm-hmm. of of oh, wow. fairly likely outcomes in each Sam of them. Dance, we know the parlay game. Just takes it's one. a tough game. Just takes yep. one. Write this down. I want the home run. I'll get a wild prediction in here. Uh, Sammy Walker, the former Gopher captain and uh, Mr. Hockey winner at Edina, will score his first NHL goal between now and next week's Write That Down. So uh, two games so far for Sammy Walker, Phil. Uh, and I don't know if you want to read this as the hockey whisperer and, you know, a bottle and into the ocean or however you want to communicate to him. Uh, but he has had some really nice chemistry with Matt Boldy on that second line. And uh, even though it's been two games, he's looked very impressive. And I think he gets rewarded with a goal between now and next week's. Write that down. Okay. If he gets sent down, down, I will lose my, you know what? I don't think he will. <laughs> I hope he doesn't because I will lose it. How many times has Judd blown a gasket so far on Judd's hockey show this year? Uh, not that many gaskets because, because it's, they haven't, they're starting to now figure some things out, but yeah. he hasn't, he hasn't really had to blow in a gasket because they haven't really caused him to blow a gasket so far. He got a little yeah, nervous he, at the beginning with the goaltending situation when they allowed like 15 goals in like five periods. But outside of that, he's been pretty tame and I'm pretty, pretty impressed. Dean's losing me a little bit at times. So I do have to admit my patience is being tried by Dean, but, uh, they played, I mean, that game that they played against the Oilers on Monday night, yeah. I, I think their best game of the entire season. I, I thought agree. that was a great game. I agree. By the way, this is probably more of a Purple Daily thing here for today. I'm going through these Ed Donatel quotes. Ugh. Ed Donatel speaking. Yeah, I Some major double speak here from I Donatel. About, I, I want to, yeah. yeah. Major double speak. Nothing. I'm not going to say anything. Okay. All right. Write this down. Write this down. I remain. I should probably do the opposite here because I think that there's a chance the Twins might just like overreact to losing Correa and get splashy. I just think I think 
they're at a poker table that the stakes are too high. I don't think they understood like the depth of the waters they were swimming in. And so I'm going to say this, the twins will not sign a player to a $100 million contract or more at any point between now and March 1st. I do think they're going to sign players, but I don't like trying to think of the guys that are going to get that contract. Carlos Radon, mm-hmm. Dansby Swanson. There's a couple other dudes out there. Maybe I don't think, I don't think they're going to be able to, to tread in those waters. So they will sign some players. That's off the record, but the prediction is they will not sign a, a, a nine figure contract between now Got it. and March 1st. Can they get IKF back? Is he a free agent or is he no, just I, available I, to be I, a free agent? No I think he went back to the Yankees. <laughs> they should oh, call the Yankees. the Yankees about him. If watch watch the Yankees. So the Yan- who's the Yankees shortstop right now? Is it they had like a young a young dude come up, right? But what They've if they sign really Dansby if they sign Dansby Swanson and then float IKF back to the Twins and everything just comes full circle? Think the Twins wouldn't bite? Write this down. Damn they right might they have would. to. Yeah. All right, back to Bubba. Your second prediction. All right, well, Judd kind of sniped one of mine about a month or so ago, but it happens. But the goal for women's hockey will win the national championship this year as well. Wow. All right. A couple national titles. I like this. Yep. A couple couple natty predictions. Men's team looks so good. Oh, Oh my gosh. Seriously, it's unbelievable. That women's team, I've caught a few games too, and they brought a handful of girls back, and it it's they're scary. Yeah, it's powerhouse. Cool, good. Love Take it. that. State of hockey, right? Yep. Well, we've Darn seen straight. we've seen okay. the men's we've seen the okay. men's play before, but okay. Buzz Killington. Yep. See what happens. Deadly. All right. <laughs> off of uh, off of Phil's um, ode to the Lions yesterday. Write this down. The Lions will lose to the Jets on Sunday. The yeah, Detroit big emotional Lions, win. I can see that. The, the Detroit Lions flying high. Rrr, Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell, who admitted. Did, did you guys see this? Dude, he admitted. Actually, we have it. We have it. Oh, okay. Can we? Yeah. We have it. It's in the Purple Daily. Okay. Can we can't flip? Can we flip that uh, right now or no? Yes. Let's do flip. it real quick here. All We're right. gonna go unprecedented. Okay. All right, Dex. You'll see it in there. This is weird. I know we just flipped to the Purple Daily uh, YouTube brand. Go to the, you'll see it in there. This guy doesn't just like football. He loves football. And the fans are doing the wave um, around the stadium. And so I'm just watching and I hear Ben Johnson's like, hey, coach, you want to, and and I'm just, I'm so focused on the wave. And I said, yeah, that's fine. And I look up, and we're throwing it to Panay, and I'm like, what the f*** are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, but it worked out great. Uh, football! Football, yeah! yeah! Football! Football! Yeah! Get some! <laughs> I didn't see that. I didn't see that. I saw the quote. I didn't hear it. That's oh even better God. when you hear it. Yes. He so he was, Dan he was, Campbell and Pat McAfee is the greatest combination yes, ever. Yes. It's Amen. so much football. So much football. How does that feel? Dan Campbell, the game is on the line. The season, the Lions playoff hopes are on the line. Huge play. And he's staring at the wave. <laughs> and although, then acknowledges it. Although, as as Alex Boone pointed out in the Trenches episode that dropped this morning, so he actually he texted me like, I don't know, yesterday at some point in the middle. Like He actually was like 5 in the morning. He's just up grinding film at 5 in the morning. 
And in all caps, he goes, pull the play two plays before the Sewell catch. It, it sets everything up. And you'll see two plays before they ran that play, they had Sewell lined up on the other side of the line of scrimmage running a jet sweep motion to just sort of clear out for the run play that they ran. And then they then they flip him on the other side of the line of scrimmage for the third down play, and the Vikings probably thought, like, oh, he's just there to be a road grader and, and just, like, get a head start and clear everyone out. Nope. He was running on a pass route. It was... It was brilliant coaching by the Lions, but it was it was the offensive coordinator, not Dan Campbell, that was the mastermind. So obviously, incredible. <laughs> I didn't know what was happening. I was watching the wave. That is so Ticey. Oh, that is like classic Ticey. Is what that was. <laughs> uh, I think we're back to Declan here. Yes. Write this down. Yes. Okay. All right. My second prediction here. Make a little Wolves prediction. So uh, ten games for the Wolves for the rest of the month, as of this prediction. They have 10 games left in the month of December. So write this down. The Wolves will win at least six of those 10 games. So they will go six and four between now and the end of the month. Write it down. I would consider that a, a success. If they could, Then they would be uh, above 500 going into January. I think we'd take that. Write that down. Okay, so I think I agree with Judd. I'm going to try and form a Lions prediction here, too. I, I think I agree they're probably going to lose. They'll have a letdown game against the Jets. But here's my prediction. The Lions will finish above 500, which means they will either finish, they'll either win out and finish 10 and 7, or they'll win three of their last four and finish 9 and 8. Okay. I, if, I'd have to see where the tiebreakers fall. I don't know that 9 and 8 guarantees them a wild card spot with where the Seahawks are at and some other teams, commanders, but the Lions will finish above 500. Write it down. Write that down. Is that a home run if they win three of their last four? Uh, who are they? It's a uh, it's it's three road games. It's at the Jets, at a uh, rejuvenated Carolina team. As I'm trying <laughs> they were to three of the last four and leverage three on my the road. Home you said, yep. And then at Green Bay, and then home against Chicago. I'd be comfortable with that. Yeah, I, I mean, that's home a, run. Yeah, I mean, you guys think they're garbage, so yeah, it must. It's got to be a home run. I'm you out of the home, home run race, so I, I'm yeah. I take the home <laughs> oh, run. okay, got it. Okay, Dex, you're the deciding vote. No, that's fine. I'll give it to him. Oh, okay. Now you're just like, oh, poor. No, I'll give it to him. We can revisit if needed, mm-hmm. but it's... You're it's, like the it's, twins. It's like oh, we tried. We tried. <laughs> oh, I, I tried to win the home run title. All right, Bubba, what's your third and final prediction? All right, well, I'm going to kind of be a party pooper here for the wild. So, with Cap Hell, these next three years, write this down. They will either be one and done and or not make the playoffs. And then I'm going to add a little something here because, I'm, if I'm not wrong, Kaprizov's contract is up. After Cap Hell is done. And I think we're going to kind of have a Marion Gabrick type thing where he's like, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm going to go somewhere else and win a cup. Oh, no, dude. Well, at least Bubba. don't do not do the Gabrick thing. You have to trade him then. Right. Yeah. The Gabrick thing was Risebrow didn't trade him. No, that was highway robbery there. Yeah. Set franchise back. Buzzkill Bubba coming in here. You know what? <laughs> Write that down is all about trying to be right, not about yep. being a, a, a apologist or a fan. So it's, it is true. We get to the truth one way or the other here yep. on on write that down. I like so so I, I know next year with cap hell, it we're we got nothing. Yeah, and the cap is not going up as once thought uh, a few months ago. It's maybe going to go up a million. It was it was expected to maybe go up four or five million with the escrow being paid off, but that is not 
uh, tracking to be a to be a thing by next offseason. Mm-hmm. Other than that, other than that, we're fine. Great. Things are good. Bubba, <laughs> appreciate you coming on, man. Since you since you've got this life changing platform here in front of the millions and millions, or maybe not quite that many, Mackie and Judd listeners and viewers, is there anyone in your life you'd like to thank that brought you to this moment? Um, you guys for sure. And I'm also going to shout out to Royce and I'll even give Chipper a shout out. You know, you guys are honestly my entertainment of the week. Awesome, man. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you. Listening, watching. We'll relay that on to Patrick. Of course, this is the one day we don't have Pat on. He's just now he's just taking right. all of his yes. takes to Twitter. Just yep. ranting. So Bubba, thanks. We'll get you on again sometime, man. Good luck with your predictions, dude. See ya. Thank you. All right. There he is. Guest listener, predictor Bubba. Big NDSU guy. Go Bison. That brings us back to Judd here in a second. Um, and this last round of predictions presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated, been around for over 100 years. They're one of us, so to speak, based in Owatonna, Minnesota. And uh, they founded their company in 1904. And they have spent the last 100-plus years helping businesses maximize their success through risk management, face-to-face relationships. Uh, it's just it's so comforting if you're a business owner to have a great partner like Federated, linking arms with you. Federatedinsurance.com to find out more information. Um, Federated, it's our business to protect yours. All right, Joe, what's your third and final prediction? My third and final prediction um, is going to be my twins prediction. I was going to do something along the lines of free agent signings, but you sort of went there. So I, I will tweak mine to go in a different direction. And with the mood of today, write this down. Kyle Farmer will be the Twins opening day shortstop. Dude. Kyle Farmer if will that be happens, just on your scorecard, he will down. be the six. He will be the six. He cannot shift. So he will never play on the on the right field side of second. No, Kyle Farmer will be the shortstop. Opening day for Baldelli's boys. Amazing. Who's on the who's on the media cover? The the program cover, the media guy oh, covered I have a prediction on that. Oh, this just reminded right. me. I wrote this down in my notes to make a prediction on this Write exact this topic. And now I'm going to pivot cool. my other twins prediction to this exact media cover one. Nice. Okay. nice. So write this down. All five uniforms will be featured on the media yeah. cover. Yep. Something like that. So it won't be just like one player wearing something. They're going to have five dudes <laughs> all on the media card with all five uniforms. That's that's the marquee. That's the showcase. So write this down. The Twins media guide will feature all five uniforms on the cover. Well, wait a second. Wait a second. Okay, okay. No, this is, yep, this is fine. But it's less about, like, if the uniforms are just, like, without players, it's still no, counts, no, no, no. right? Yeah, it's yeah. Less, less about the players. It's more about the five uniforms. Yes, that, that is the whole thing. It's not going to be yeah. about uh, one guy like Buxton or a Rise or on there with, like, his hardware of winning the batting title. It's going to have so five guys. Five, Correct. It it's got to be all hit. five. It's got to be all so five. It has to be all five. Yep. And it can be five guys wearing the jersey. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I think it's going right. to be a montage of everyone in a uniform or some, something dumb. We're so, oh, we just have Salty. such disdain right now for this saltiness. Franchise. It's taking over. It's incredible. I don't blame, I don't blame anybody for that. Um, okay, okay. I'm going to make, I'll make one more Twins prediction here. The San Francisco Giants are a great organization. They've had a couple weird years mixed in, but they've got, they've got three World Series yeah. titles since the last time the Twins won a playoff game. Uh, isn't Gabe Kapler yeah. former friend of the show? He's their manager. 
Great appearance one time. Yes, he is. He made two yeah, two appearances on the your show? show. He, he came on. He oh, came on a couple of times when he used to work in media, and uh, him and I became like texting buddies for like oh. two years. Not every you day. Go back but, to like, it. He's a, he's a great dude. Yeah. Hey, hey, Phil, do you have ideas for how to best <laughs> use Korea? You could be like, Gabe, Gabe, baby. Send me a stipend. <laughs> My guy. Yes. So write this down. The San Francisco Giants will play in a World Series in 2022. Or I'm sorry, uh, 2023 or 2024. I'm taking a long. Wow. A Judd-like, a Judd-like prediction like here. That they will play in a World Series in 2023 or 2024. Okay. Carlos is going to get get what he wants, all right? Write this down. So there you go. Those are your write-that-down predictions, your accountability session. The only show in America that actually has the cojones to put statistics next to our predictions. Judd's going to be sporting that Twins hat with pride, regardless of who's playing. Come on, Kyle Farmer. Shortstop, I saw, third base. I think I saw Come on, chewing on mine the other day. I was like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> you know, should we chewing on that hat? I don't care. He can chew on that hat. At this point, go yeah. ahead. Go yeah. ahead, Vincent. Just chew away. In fact, uh, it looks like it's snowing outside. Vinny, why don't we turn that hat over as you can just go potty inside the hat? That's terrible. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. All right. We got to run uh, Purple go. Daily where we'll be dissecting. We'll make more predictions and dissect the uh, the Ed Donatel come to Jesus press conference today. Come on, Kyle Farmer. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plug Door Chris Howard. University of Michigan QB J.J. McCarthy makes bold predictions but doesn't fulfill them, and Ohio State kicker Noah Ruggles misses an opportunity to etch his name in Buckeye lore. Fans love their teams and the players, that is, until they don't. When it comes to finger-pointing, you'll find no greater antagonist than the fan. Why? Because it means more to them, or so they believe. As a former player, nothing angers me more than armchair charlies accusing the teams of overlooking opponents or blaming players for providing bulletin board material. But leading up to the game, the fan is the one talking the most, boasting the most. When the team is winning, it's a lot of we talk. But when the team loses, it turns into they lost. You will never know what those moments feel like because you didn't put in the work to earn those feelings from those moments. That's the great thing about being part of a team. You win as a team, you lose as a team. We cry, we console our brother. We don't point the finger, we go back to work, back to the early morning workouts, the hill sprints, back to the bloody noses and broken bones. Why? Because it really means more to us. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. And don't forget BetOnline for NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts.